Forget about Matt James mansplaining repelling. Forget about Emmanuel Acho's really tight suit. Forget about Michelle's worst gift in the history of dating. I'm here for the weird home goods meets Game of Thrones structure in the middle of the woods. That was funny. You should have that joke in the podcast. (laughs) I didn't hit record yet. I don't know who is more exhausted, Matt James or, or Will. That was some day Monday you had there. It was first day at a new job. Daylight savings, the spring of the spring forward variety. And then this bachelor finale. Yeah, I I think I needed to sleep 15 hours last night and I only got six. Well, we made it through and I think that the best way to get through talking about this is just to go player by player. How does that sound? Perfect. Let's let's start with our protagonist, Mr. Matt James. Aye. That kid. I feel so bad for Matt James. He was a good bachelor, and how, how does that... I mean... Usually the the endings like we've never seen and the crazy endings, there's something interesting about them. This just felt, ugh. I just felt bad. I don't think he signed up for this. Like the, how things went awry is just mind-boggling. Yeah, like let's think about it. The last couple like really shocking endings, right? Or a few of them. Becca ended up becoming Bachelorette. After the heartbreak, Hannah Ann is like dating pro NFL quarterbacks and she's fine. She's fine. Matt is crying on the couch in front of Manuel Acho with no studio audience. Yeah, it doesn't feel fair. No, he did, I mean, oh, it's just awful. Anyway, let's let's get into some of the, the fun components that we can make fun of, shall we? Sure. How about how Harrison was just so inequipped to deliver the real psychological support that I feel like Matt needed during those those days. I mean, what Harrison does, he does well, but he doesn't go deep, you know? He got as deep as, there's a lot to unpack here. And then he like tapped out. Yeah, I, well, there were a few things I noticed where Harrison was uh, just overmatched, I think, for lack of a better term. Uh, when Matt called him into the, I think I think they labeled it because it was important, like the Mystic Suites at Nemancolin. <laughs> when he called him in that afternoon, when Matt kind of told him he, he didn't know what he was going to do, Harrison walked out like he was broken up with. Yeah, he did skulk out of there. <laughs> so that that was interesting. And then when they were sitting on the curb and Matt was like, I, I'm not okay. And Chris was trying to trying to talk him through it. What what did I say to you? Do you remember? You said you know who they need to bring in. And I answered, 
Mark Wahlberg from Temptation Island. Exactly. He would have not, known not, what not, to say. Not funky butch Mark Wahlberg, to Which clarify. I, I actually asked you the first time we watched it, I'm like, he looks really bad. Wow, things really went awry for Mark, Marky Mark. No, um, yeah, Mark Wahlberg on Temptation Island gets, like, has a marriage counselor vibe to him. Mm-hmm. With, with, like, some clinical background, not just, like, progressing the storyline along as you know, being a vehicle for the story as Harrison is. He has as much clinical background as a, a reality host can have. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> you know, fair enough. I yeah, so Chris was overmatched. Yeah. Um I listen, I feel for the kid. That was a rough go, but he seemed so easily thrown by his mom's comments. And his mom must have felt terrible watching this to see how her comment about feelings might change, which is that, that the big revelation yeah, that but, sent him into a tailspin? But thank goodness it did. Oh, that's true, because we avoided a proposal, which yeah. would have made it worse. Yeah, your reaction's a little different than Chris Harrison, who, and I wrote this down, said, what kind of greeting card is that about... <laughs> When Matt told him the comments his mom made. Chris Harrison's like, this is greeting card territory. Like, mom. Yeah. So I think Harrison was worried where this was all going. Well, he should have been. Yep. And then, so, I don't know if I'm being premature, but because of all that consternation, Harrison, like, must have walked out of Mystic Suites and got on his walkie-talkie and was like, bring in the big guy, Neil Lane. You know, Neil Lane was going to be a whole sub-bullet for, for a whole bullet point for me because oh, I thought he deserved okay. it because that guy shows up. He's got like a Paul Anka vibe. Oh, yeah. Dating guy. Well, not like we were following Paul Anka around. The but. fact that you know Paul Anka's <laughs> name is enough. Okay. Why is Neil Lane... Okay, you're the guy with the diamonds, sure. Like, but why do they encourage him to then give love advice? Well, he also talked about commitment. And I was like, the, the commitment is the deal he has with ABC, and that's why they brought him in there. <laughs> Right. Anyway. Anyway, he, I love seeing Neil Lane though. Yeah, you know, and he, I love that they called him in while Matt was like, "I don't even know if I'm going to get engaged." And like, bring in Neil Lane then. Yeah, let's. Maybe sh- that'll help you. <laughs> Just a couple other bullet points of memorable moments about Matt during the date with Michelle, the the repelling part. Mm-hmm. Matt, who clearly is oh, not. Don't. Are you going to do this? Not the a guy's repeller. Been enough. I, I I know, but I have to get it in. All right. He's a rep, not clearly not a repeller, right? He couldn't get the initial jump down if he had experience doing so. He wouldn't have had that misstep and needed the guy to adjust him. Blah blah blah. Then starts mansplaining how to repel to Michelle. Oh no no no! Jump down there. Yes yes. Good job. Just put your foot there. That annoyed. The living crap out of me. Like, you do not know what you're doing, Matt James, and you're explaining it to her. That that was not 
Ugh. I was more annoyed. I mean, I get it, but I was more annoyed that they had to rappel down the building to get to a couch and a fire pit in the middle of the parking lot. With with some heart shaped uh, decor around the whole thing. Like yeah, a, well, um, well, yeah, the decor in this episode was its own bullet. It's a, its own bullet point. <laughs> it is. It's it's in bold okay. in my notes. Good. But and, and then also Michelle with the. I guess you're just playing along when he does the reveal. You know they're on top of the building, and, and she says, "Oh, that's a heart." <laughs> surrounding you know the aforementioned table setting and fire pit in the middle of the parking lot oh isn't that cute and it reminded me of the time in mexico when they arranged a dinner for us <laughs> like a, a surprise like oh mr and mrs ellison we have something for you and th they were so proud and they bring us out and it's that table in the middle of the beach with a with a heart drawn around it and i was like well i cannot and you were like just shut up and just enjoy the romance <laughs> i was like i want to die i was like i thought we were just getting tacos tonight i just want a taco i don't want a big uh candle oh, oh and then the guy put um that flame material around it and lit it on fire at one point remember yes very romantic Oh my God. Anyway, I digress. Not, not a big fan of heart shaped placement <laughs> setting, I suppose. Um, and then a, a, a sub bullet underneath Matt James is his brother, who, wow. Like, I don't like interviewing people. That kid, he, he's good. Like, he was like, no, like, no mutt like he went straight in for it oh yeah like i wrote down brother skeptical great questions pension for sauvignon blanc <laughs> he, i love that we didn't see him without a big sauv blanc in front of him but he was he asked the hard-hitting question and he looked serious about it and i appreciate that yeah he was taking his role very seriously and and when, when you say skeptical, you mean like the brother was skeptical of the girls and said situation. Yes. So he he and Talia were the two best siblings, I think, of the season. I just love the production, the, the, the thinking of the production when he sat down, like getting ready, like, okay, I'm going to be on camera. It's like a lot of stress. I mean, these girls, I'm seeing my brother. Like, it's a lot, especially to be like brought into it. And he's like, oh, I need a white wine. It was the afternoon, you know? <laughs> so, good for him. Didn't affect his interview performance, I'll tell you that. No. Anything else to add about Matt James? Um, you know, you gave Matt a little bit of crap about the mansplaining on the, on the, the date. So, I'm just going to say, the guy went through a lot. And then I didn't love, and then she clearly had thought about it for a while, Michelle. Her giving like these two digs at him, like at the end of the after the final rooms, making fun of him, kissing with the eyes open, and the uh, thanks for sharing that response to the like she already knew she was bachelorette. Like get past it. Like she had those like teed up, 
And it just, like, I, it bothered me. But she was mad that he didn't talk to her after the breakup. I know, but he apologized, and she was already knew she was bachelorette. I don't think... She had those things where she wanted to have presence of mind to throw them in that after she said, I love you, he was, he said, thanks for sharing. Thanks <laughs> Which for was sharing the tell for again. us. Well, that was when we knew Michelle. I'm sure it's she too, when she was watching it back, she was like, oh my God, how did I not see that? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have no problem with, with her, her doing it. And that's an excellent segue into Michelle. Oh. Showed up banging on after the final rose. Like, dialed it up. Her dress looks, she looked amazing. She presented herself really well. Mm-hmm. But she also did have the, I'm the next bachelorette confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with Michelle, we kind of, we all knew, right? We all knew. We all knew. And the, us knowing Already, and then her giving him those jerseys. Oh, oh, terrible! I wrote down worst gift giver in girlfriend history. Yeah, and you know, like I don't even know if she's putting those on eBay. You know, my dream gift. You want JoJo Fletcher's Mrs. Higgins jersey from Trump's jersey? Yeah, from her date with with Ben. Yeah, because I that, I mean that's a fun like it's a Cubs jersey like and she's fine she's with Jordan like they're fine but these I don't, I I would not want one of the even even if I got it as a gift no thank you <laughs> as a bachelor fan I still don't want it you know I never know what to get you I have to remember to actually look these things up do, what do how do I go about seeing if I could procure JoJo's date jersey. Do I slip into her DMs? <laughs> oh, no. Again, there were plenty of telltale signs. That Michelle wasn't the one, but in this particular episode, the voiceover of him saying, Michelle is someone you'd want in a wife, mm-hmm. like loyal, trustworthy, like with a huge emphasis on the you'd want in a <laughs> wife. Not me, you. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. Yeah, the only thing that jumped out at me, too, that portended some more drama was I looked at you after their date and after he was waxing poetic about her, um, and my bachelor clock went off. Because that went real quick, and I think Rachel meeting the parents also went really quick. And I was like, there's there's gotta be some clarify what you mean by the bat your bachelor clock well it was like 8 40 or something and and they had both met the parents already and for those of you watching on demand or on hulu or roku or whatever one of those boxes i i I don't know it was early you just mean the proportion of things covered that you know um that need that you know need to be covered. Mm-hmm. I eat the checkbox things, the meet mm-hmm. the parents, the date, blah blah blah, versus time left in the episode. Right. It's a mathematical equation called bachelor time. Exactly. And daylight savings does not affect bachelor time. Yeah. 
you know, Michelle, you know, she seems like a smart, I hope she does. I hope she leaves a couple of things on this ep, this season and doesn't bring forward like some of her cheesiness. Like I, I mentioned like the, the stupid heart around the table. She's like, Oh, but then she fell into the, the trap of the trite. Oh, well, if we could do something like this, we could get through anything. Like rep- rappelling or skydiving or ziplining or bungee jumping does, does not actually equate to having a sustainable relationship. Yeah, if they had had to manage alternate side parking on a Tuesday and Friday while both people were working, then they could maybe get through some stuff. You know, that was a nice, relevant and thank you for taking care of that today. Yeah, well, I told two neighbors to go fuck themselves. And I told another one to write your number in your windshield, asshole, the next time you stay double parked. So, and oh, and I almost hit a tree while other neighbors were directing me of how to get around some double parked cars to leave my spot. So yeah, it, it went great. Well, and maybe that should be a bachelor date then. I'll take care of it Friday. (laughs) All right, moving on. Anything else about Michelle? No. In pre-Bachelorette format? No. Okay. Moving on. Rachel, I don't know how much there is to say, except we had a big aha moment, as Oprah likes to say, when she told the mom... I knew him from the start because I knew he was faith forward with the prayer. So as soon as she, you know, she, it was the religious angle Mm -hmm. and clearly what ended up in conversations, not shown to us really probably what cemented those Mm -hmm. two together. I, I have nothing to say about Rachel. I've said it all. Yeah. In previous episodes. So so all right my next character all right who else is, is there the proposal site <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the the meet me at the lake and the lake was fine yeah if they would have done it right when he was walking thinking and just pacing back and forth that would have been really nice a lovely place to have a conversation about the future of your relationship However, they then just threw him in an Escalade and took him a little deeper in to some sort of structure that you asked me, I think, if if I accidentally just turned on Game of Thrones. (laughs) Right, that was my first question. Because it did look like the big bad wolf had already blown the house down when they got there. (laughs) Yeah, because it was like a full... What was it? Because it was like a full chimney. It a wasn't hearth. It was a, a hearth, but like no walls, but like an and a full chimney up there, and a lot of big candles. <laughs> yeah, and you will get the line of the night when you said, "It's like a a home goods just exploded in the woods," <laughs> and. We, I have no idea what she said, what he said. Like, 
I don't even know because so distracted by this. Like, and, and okay, let's, Nem and Colin, what do they use that site for? Do they use it for like weddings in the woods? Like what, what, what do they, what's the use case for that wallless lodge living room that they made? It was super weird. It was, I, like, I'm trying, it did. I thought they were going to assassinate the Night King. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, what is he doing? Like, oh, it just looked bizarre. All right. That, that I just need to get that off my chest. It, well, I think their designs of the proposal sites have gotten a little off. I don't know if you remember Tasha's. It was like, there was like tumbleweed flying. Remember, Tasha's. We were trying to think of who the runner up was for Tasha's season. Know. No idea. I have no idea. No idea. So these people are in and out of our lives. Oh, and speaking of Tasha, now it's making more sense. Now she was announced as one of the hosts of one of the Bachelorette seasons, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to process. Well, look, here, here's my take I'm game. If it means, you know, because they're going to do one in the fall, which they usually don't do, I'm not okay with it if it's a substitute for paradise. That is not acceptable. Which, as you know, I believe is the crown jewel of the franchise. If there's no paradise so they they could cram in another bachelorette season, I'm going to start, well, I'm going to be all over the bachelor nation message boards. Like this just that this is getting ridiculous now. Like what's happening? The whole world's going nuts. Nuts. And you did tell me, because I was upset a little bit when they announced Tasha and Caitlin Bristow that JoJo wasn't a host. And it's I was out, I was afraid that she had like bombed her audition. She's if you not will. bombing her audition. Please. <laughs> you're you're extremely biased toward Jojo Fletcher. Well. Maybe. Yeah, no, but she posted today. Probably I wouldn't be surprised if she changed the announcement date because she didn't want all this spec this speculation of like, oh, why did Jojo not get the job? To be like, relax, people. Right. Guess what? I'm actually living at a resort in Costa Rica. And that's why I've been posting from there because me and Jordan are like co-hosting a new dating show. And what's it called? The Big D. (laughs) (laughs) See, there is another reason why I like JoJo. Like if this soundboard was in a hut in Costa Rica right now, great. Which it might be. She's figured it out. It might be this time next year because at the moment we both have work from anywhere jobs. So I've been hitting up, oh, the the kids at work were making fun of me because I made a verbo comment. They're like, why don't you use Airbnb? Like, that's embarrassing. That's like what my parents use. And my response was, well, the cancellation policies for long-term stays on Airbnb are not It should have been I'm older than your parents. (laughs) That's true. You're lucky I'm on VRBO. And not getting a trip tick from uh, AAA. I still, I don't know if it's, if you say VRBO or you say Verbo. 
Like, I don't know. Uh, anyway. I'm sure we'll get some feedback. All right. Um, the last pillar is we have to talk about Emmanuel. Great job. Wow. That guy is really skilled. I was nervous. I, like, it was so awkward just because it was awkward and there was no audience. But he did a pretty good job. He handled it masterfully. Although, of course, everyone had to note Chris Harrison did the voiceover, introducing him. Right. For continuity. Or because he's an executive producer. Well, also, Emmanuel said, I'm standing in for Chris Harrison. I think it was a stop talking about me being fired you know, um, this is a situational sub-in. Mm. That's what I gathered from that. We'll see. And, oh, man, that poor suit busting at the seams. <laughs> that suit? <laughs> really? As our loyal listener, Allison, texted us, did he know that he was going to have to not only sub-in for Chris Harrison, but also use his wardrobe? <laughs> Which was a well-done joke, Al. Um, oh man, that's a big dude. Yeah. Good job though. And Michael Strahan must be shaken in his boots. Yeah. Cause he was rumored to have had a shot at that. And, uh, if this guy took it. He took it. I want to know now. There's no way that he was actually watching the show. He must've had to have like crammed Why the whole season. Why is there season. no way? I just feel like he's a busy guy and he's given the serious things that he's involved in and have, you know what? No, I guess why wouldn't he be a bachelor fan? Right? Exactly. Glad you come around on that. Anyway, super likable. So so well done. handling That that was not an easy job Um, and handled it in a very touching way. The only misstep, not his fault was during that really heavy moment after he said, so you're going to have one last final embrace? And it was clear that no, Matt was not going to give Rachel a final embrace. He had to do the segue to, next, let's see who's the bachelorette. (laughs) That was rough. I am glad, though, that they allowed him to be able to transition to, at least end on on something mm-hmm. fun. You almost killed me though when the DVR ran out. Killed you because it was right when the two girls were like, "And the next Bachelorette is," and the batch and the DVR ran out. Yeah, so we were zero for two, or I was zero for two, or I mean, we didn't think Michelle and Katie. No. Well, you were also rooting for you also were a big Brie and Serena P guy but yeah I don't know we shall see until then we have Temptation Island and Real Housewives yeah and we'll, we'll formulate and deck. we'll formulate the theme for this is hard to watch because there's plenty of things that are hard to watch on TV and in our lives to talk about maybe we'll do a top five every week yeah I kind of wish this was less hard to watch. That's right. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? 
I don't we watch this for enjoyment? Uh. Uh.